it's time to cover all things Catholic in the heart of South and Central Texas. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network, get ready to rise and walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. And, oh, I almost said it, but I didn't say We're back, folks, for another show, another <laughs> And just like that. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me. Um, it's going to be a great show today. It's going to be live. Uh, we're going to have Father Charles Kashan with us in studio. He's the pastor of St. George Maronite Catholic Church Beautiful. here in the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Of course, many of you all know that back on August 4th, um, man, it's flying by real quick, that there was an explosion in Beirut, in Lebanon. Yes. And we're going to get to chat with Father Charles about what took place and how we here in the United States, our listeners, wherever you're listening to, although I doubt there's anybody listening to us online somewhere else in the world, but, you know, it could happen. Um, how, <laughs> what we can do, what we should do, what we can pray for, and how we can um, not just uh, sit back, but, of course, pray and act. Right. Do something about that. I want to make sure I want to get that out there because some people might be tuning in thinking, Father Charles is going, to, is going to come on right away. We're probably going to bring him on right at about 1230. So, folks, please keep that in your prayers. Um, but let's get right to praying. Uh, so that way you, can, I, you and I can catch up with because there's so Absolutely. many things to place this week that I want to make sure we, we touch right. before Father Charles comes on the air. So if you all join me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes. All right. Father, oh, Father, walks, he's walking in right now. Um, this is the prayer to Our Lady of Lebanon. Oh, Mary, you who are called the cedar of Lebanon, look down upon your children who today and always beg your guiding hand. Grant us the faith to withstand the sweeping blows of life as the cedars stand straight against the wind. Develop in us the hope, the hope of resurrection, that what we believe as your divine Son has revealed it to us, we may appreciate the joy that should be ours. Dear Mother, increase our love, the love we should have for the Blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our filial love for you, and to the perfection of this love, to love our neighbor, not in theory, but in solid prayer and practice. We kneel now at your feet, dear lady, begging for your blessing and beseeching your intercession to your divine Son for all our church and government authorities, for ourselves, all our relatives and friends and especially for the suffering people of Lebanon. Our Lady, Queen of Lebanon, pray for, pray us. for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Wow, it's funny how uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to today's show quite a bit. Uh, Father Charles will be coming on as soon as we, we right after we come, go to a break, and I'm sure it's going to be an intense, uh, 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 eye-opening experience for you and me, Julie, and I'm hoping for all of our listeners, because I'm going to learn a lot. And uh, I'm sure you will, too. Um, but this past week, it went pretty quick. But, but uh, <laughs> We I, always I, say that. <laughs> I know. I, just, I can't believe it's Monday again. Uh, this past weekend, actually, Friday and Saturday, my son, well, Elijah, and I went down to see my folks. Uh, because right. the hurricane, I forget it was what class, maybe Category 1 hurricane that blew through mm-hmm. about a month ago, uh, blew over a couple of trees at, at mom and dad's house down there. And Elijah and I like going down and doing some manual labor. <laughs> and it blew down three trees, and we were able to cut them all down. With, of course, the help of my brother and, and uh, my nephew, and uh, move it out out of the way, but helping dad you did and, some and hard labor and it in would, the vineyard I, of yeah, Jesus. Christ. I remember coming back and telling you <laughs> I was uh, I haven't been that tired in, in quite a while because preceding that on Thursday 
You know, the, the, the San Antonio Family Association has a dove hunt fundraiser for Guadalupe Oh, Radio. that's right. That's right. And, um, of course, we have meetings out there in Hondo where the, one of the hunts takes place. And uh, we had a meeting out there on Thursday. And uh, I also spent some time do, doing a little cleaning up of the land of the, of the area there. The Iltis Ranch is what we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, that dove hunt will take place on Tuesday, September 1st. There will be a morning hunt and an afternoon hunt. And uh, I went out there to help clear it out. And it was hot. It, it was, was really hot. hot. I was so, worried about you. Yeah. I was well hydrated and I was pretty tired. <laughs> but uh, uh, taking off back down to the valley on Friday and working on Friday and on Saturday, doing all that manual labor, I think I was, I was, I was pretty tired. But oh well. Yeah. We well, you, you put your talents to the, to the test and you offered up your hard work for Jesus. And I think it will pay off spiritually someday, right? Oh, yes. I'm sure it will. And uh, you'll be recovering because God will give you the grace. Yeah. Um, and on Sunday, though, you know, we came back late Saturday night, uh, of course, so we could make it in time uh, to attend Holy Mass as a family That's right. at St. Timothy Catholic Church. That's uh, right. Uh, the extraordinary form of the mass there is celebrated at two o'clock every uh, every Sunday, and it's just so, so good to be back with with our parish community. Yes, there um, um, many people. I think they they hear the announcements that you have on the air for That's it. That's right. And uh, it looks like it's growing, and more people are, are having questions. And it's neat to hear the beautiful stories of how people have have come to love. The extraordinary form. That's right. And we talked a little bit about it this morning on on Joe McLean's show this morning, and we talked about. Um, just the just the beauty and reverence of it, but more so like how Catholics are growing in um I don't know, it's 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 not about maturing necessarily to that aspect of the Holy Mass, but just a recognizing God's grace in every person's path and how he can take you from anywhere, whatever station in life you are, whatever um side of your faith journey you're on, God is there and ready to pull you towards the true, the good, and the beautiful. And so that was the kind of the topic of this morning's show. And we were I was joking with Joe McLean earlier that uh, only for him would I wake up as early as I woke up this morning because I am definitely a night owl and not a morning bird. We were joking about what? how you, Richard Reyna, wake <laughs> up in the morning with the birds singing and just you tiptoe and and pirouette out to your car and it was really a labor of love to be up that early for the morning show so i am grateful to joe mcclain for allowing me to be on the show this morning and it was awesome yes it was it was neat to have you in the studio <laughs> maybe we can make that more of a regular thing because it was kind of weird me standing off in the background just <laughs> running the board and letting you do do what you need to do in fact dave palmer our executive director in dallas said hey julie did great today it was oh, great to hear her on so thanks dave the people that were listening thanks. so i'm sure others as well and of course folks we just shared the video for today's show our our uh, facebook live so please do this a favor and and share it as well with somebody else Absolutely. i see Ivith and teresa both watching right now of course Yay. it's got julie on there but share the show so most people, <laughs> more people because i really 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 uh want to get the word out about um What's been going on uh, in Lebanon? Because right. I don't know enough about it. Right. I think a lot of us are are fairly clueless, and we have a lot of beautiful Lebanese people in our community. And I know St. George Maronite, we've been to Holy Master, and it's beautiful. So we really want to hear from Father about what, what, he, what his take on it is and what's been going on and what he can fill us in on so that we can be united as the church is universal, as Catholic, yes. be united with our brothers and sisters in Lebanon. And you know, it's funny how uh, uh, many of you all know who Father <laughs> Mitch Pacwa is um, uh, in the, on EWTN, and he comes out to the uh, Texas Hill Country area uh, right before Thanksgiving for about two weeks uh, period, and he's, he's by ritual. 
He's fire rich. Uh, which means he knows how to celebrate uh, uh, Mass in the Latin rite, right. the Roman rite. Uh, but he also knows the Maronite rite. Which is really cool yes. to see him celebrate Holy yeah, Mass that would way. Be. Yes. And I've seen him celebrate uh, the Maronite, but others as well celebrate the Maronite rite on EW10. And yes. what I loved about it is the <laughs> camera angles, they come on in, because many of us don't, don't always see what takes place up, up at the altar. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, I forget how many years ago it was, but they honed in during the consecration alone to see the attention to detail. Yes. That was taking place that, again, most of us don't, don't, I don't, I'm not a And priest, I feel I like I remember mass. the intoning of the chant. And so it was very beautiful to hear him sing the parts of the Mass in the way that the priest proclaims it was really beautiful. And, and I know attending Holy Mass at St. George Maronite was very, very lovely. So I'm really excited to have Father in studio with us yeah, today. Yeah. You know, it's funny how, I know we have this part <laughs> of the show where we talk about some things this past week and then we go to our guests and it feels like we want to just jump into it all right away. Um, but from Father Mitch Paco comes to town. Sometimes he reaches out to whoever the pastor is at St. George Maronite or Father Charles. And is, I think, depending on his schedule, he, he requests special permission to celebrate that. Very cool. Uh, or I'm not sure if they say assist or, or, or um, I'm forgetting the word. Um, co- can celebrate. Can celebrate. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a little tired today. For some reason. Um, but yeah, so, so I wanted, I'd love to, to talk more about uh, when we get Father Charles on about the parish, where it's located. Absolutely. I know we one of our... Back when our Fishers of Men benefit dinner was a luncheon, we called it the Pescadores de Hombres uh, luncheon there. We had it out there. Actually, Janet Benkovic was our, oh, our, really uh, cool. our, our guest speaker. Yeah. Was maybe our, my first or second event uh, was out there. Wow, well, was back in the day. Ago, 13 <laughs> years ago. Long time ago, folks. So, amen. Praise Jesus. Uh, that's done and, and behind us. But... Um, St. Philomena. I'll, yeah, I'll so, so right I, it seems like a weird segue, but it's perfect because we're talking about, we were talking about Our Lady of Lebanon, we're talking about the universality of the Holy Church and how we need to come together. And one of the greatest things we can do is come together in devotion, of course, to Our Lady, obviously, to Our Lord. But um, tomorrow is a fantastic feast day. It's the feast day of St. Philomena. And our family, in particular, has had a devotion to her uh, for many, many years, I'm thinking like 15 years at least. And, um, and we are the, uh, leaders, I guess, the co-directors of the Arch Confraternity of St. Philomena of San Antonio here in San Antonio. And we wanted to spend a, a little bit of time, just a little bit of time talking about St. Philomena because I've come to know over the years that people have either heard of her or never heard of her. But when they've heard of her, they've had beautiful experiences because many of them who have heard of her are devotees. Mm. And we have a really great following here in the San Antonio area. And we've had people come from all over the place. We've had some people come from Chicago. They were in, they were in town visiting and they joined us for the Feast of St. Philomena. We've had people come in from Austin. Wow. So tomorrow is the Feast of St. Philomena, and we will be meeting as the Arch Confraternity. Now, that doesn't mean that if you're not a member or you're not registered, it's literally just a gathering of devotees uh, for Holy Mass in thanksgiving to our Lord for St. Philomena's intercession. And then there's a statue on the premises at Holy Spirit Catholic Church. It'll all take place tomorrow at the 1210 Holy Mass. We'll meet for Holy Mass, and then we'll go to the statue of St. Philomena, and we'll pray the litany of St. Philomena. And the reason why it's so relevant to have uh, us be hosted, the Arch Confraternity be hosted at Holy Spirit, one is because all the priests have been so glorious and wonderful, oh, and yes. we are very grateful, especially now to the pastors, Father Antonio Gonzalez, 
We are very, very excited because we've been able to continue this devotion to St. Philomena for 13 years. Wow. So we are meeting tomorrow for her feast day. We will attend Holy Mass. Then we will go in front of her statue and we will recite the Litany of St. Philomena, which was written by St. John Vianney, whose feast day was last week, but who is her most famous devotee. And what's really beautiful is that soon after the Arch Confraternity was begun, we realized and found out that a relic of St. John Vianney is the relic that is in the altar at Holy Spirit Catholic Church. So it is truly a blessed experience for many of those people who have attended year after year. They may know the drill, but basically we meet three times a year, literally for Holy Mass and for the Litany of St. Philomena. And it's a beautiful way to come together in thanksgiving and devotion to God for St. Philomena's intercession. We have Holy Mass... And then we go to her statue and we pray the litany. Sometimes we have veneration of her relics and, and other things. But because of the times right now, we've decided to, to make it more um, streamlined and, and encourage people to come without them being worried about taking risks of any kind. So we will encourage people who I know some people are back to work. Others are not. If you are able to join us tomorrow for Holy Mass, the 1210 regularly scheduled Holy Mass, we'll attend Holy Mass together and then we'll social distance outside at a beautiful garden area that we have of St. Philomena. Which and we've we will been pray the litany while, of St. Philomena. So. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll get to see how we beautified it. Um, uh, on uh, Our family went out there and, and planted some beautiful plants and it's taken us a long time to get to that point and we finally beautified it. And so I would invite everyone who is interested in getting to know her Maybe you know her really well, and she's your devotee of hers, and and you have fabulous stories to tell me. I always love hearing people's stories about how she has interceded for them in their lives. But I can tell you on a personal basis that our family is very devoted to St. Philomena because she has proven herself to be a very powerful intercessor in our personal lives. And on on a really basic level, I can say that on many a feast day, we have had her literally intercede for us in ways that it is unmistakable that St. Philomena was the reason why we received graces and blessings and answers to prayers. So for those people who have never heard of St. Philomena, I encourage you to look her up. There's a lot of wonderful information. There's great books about her. I've read several of them. There's also a website, philomena.us, which is the U.S. website for St. Philomena, and it literally takes you to the website of her shrine. Her shrine is in Mugnano, Italy. And really close to uh, Rome, so it's not a long, a long trek for those of you who, aside from the plague, would travel. I have several friends who have been to the shrine there. Yeah. And we are legitimately recognized as an arch confraternity. The rector, uh, Monsignor Broschke, from the shrine knows of us and is kept up to date of us. And we have sent many a picture, a video of us singing happy birthday to her. Many of our gatherings have been photographed. So we join people all around the world for her feast days. And tomorrow is her liturgical feast day. Amen. Wow. So a lot going on. In fact, you know, <laughs> I, I, I love all things about St. Philomena. I do encourage you, should you have a question, you know, we have the Facebook page, uh, Phil, Philomena S.A.? Philomena S.A., uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, search it out, seek it out. Uh, if you're not sure if you're the right one, um, it'll, it'll, I think when you go to the, the page, it'll tell you Richard yeah. and Julie are, are friends of it or whatever. And sure. if, if, if that's not the case, just message you to one of us on Facebook, 
and we will connect you to the right page so you can like it and share it with your friends. And what the most interesting thing about her, I, I think she's really, really relevant for our times. And I was explaining to Ty, our fabulous superhero intern over here, <laughs> our volunteer extraordinaire, our assistant over here. Um, I was telling her about how she's becoming more well known as the years pass. She was really only discovered. Her tomb was discovered in the 1800s, but she's a, she's a really ancient saint from the 300s. She was persecuted by Diocletian. So her story is fantastical, but she is really becoming known as of late and she is a model of purity. And I can tell you in this world where we are really struggling against impurity, you and I've had conversations about the fact that this world is so wrapped in impurity. In fact, we're planning on doing some, some, Further yeah. topics that concern um, purity like and that just new movie coming out with Jim Caviezel. There is sex a fantastic. I'm just going to tickle your your earbuds a little bit. There's a fantastic movie that's about to come out called Sound of Freedom, and it's all about the um, the sex trafficking ring and all the horrible things that are going on in this really act of modern day slavery. And Saint Philomena is the exact opposite of impurity. She is purity, and she was incredible in her witness and she is the absolute perfect aside from our lady of course and there are many other saints but she is absolutely perfect and suited for our times right now so i encourage you to look her up because there was many a pope and many a famous saint you know, like saint, saint john Vianney. yeah saint father pio he was born yeah. on her feast day her may feast day and he had a sister named philomena there were many popes who were very devoted to her some of whom were healed from from illnesses before they were pope they've gone on pilgrimage to her shrine they've left chalices and pectoral crosses very, very devoted. Uh, Sophie Barat, uh, we say Peter Julian Emard. We were talking about him. His feast day was last week. Uh, there, uh, Saint Francis Cabrini. Uh, there are some really big hitters. So for those people who say, "Wow, I've never heard of her before," there are a lot of saints who, in their lifetime, especially Saint John Vianney, who attribute every miracle that happened that people say oh thank you saint john vianney for interceding for me and he would say oh no that was saint philomena he had a relic of hers <laughs> very devoted there's actually statues of saint john vianney kneeling in front of a statue of saint philomena and there's <laughs> pictures and beautiful artwork of him being completely devoted to her so i would encourage people if you've never heard of saint philomena she is fantastic she was a young virgin and martyr she was only 13 when she was persecuted and put to death by diocletian her story is fantastical and she is a perfect example model for families model for children models for anybody who wants to pursue the virtue of purity so you don't have to be a member of any kind of you don't of have group. to be a member of the arch Holy community Mass we tomorrow. simply use that as our as our title because it's an opportunity for devotees from all over the place to come together there's no membership you don't have to sign up for anything except that i would love for you to give me your contact information so I can continue to remind you of our events, but really it's just a coming together of devotees for Holy Mass to thank God and to remember how wonderful she is and to thank her for her intercession. Amen. So that's not an invitation. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So you've heard it here. We're inviting you listening right now. Please join us for Holy Mass tomorrow. At Holy Spirit Catholic Church there on, on Bandera? Uh, no, Blanc- uh, Blanco. Blanco and Ramsey. And Blanco and Ramsey at the 1210 regularly scheduled Holy Mass and afterwards, we'll join at her statue, which is beautifully positioned right in front of the Eucharistic Adoration Chapel. So you can be with Jesus, too, while you're amen, there. Amen, amen. Um, is there anything else we're forgetting to touch on before we hit the break? I don't think so. I think I, I just encourage everyone to look her up. And, and if you can come tomorrow, please join us. 
Amen. So, folks, we're going to take an early break rather than waiting for 1230 because I really, really, I'm so big We tug. have to get to Father. Yes, we, we get do. To Father. So, God bless you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with Father Charles Kashan. Stay tuned for more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Guadalupe Radio Network wants you to know... In Scripture, we find a host of interrelated images and figures through which Revelation speaks of the inexhaustible mystery of the church. The images taken from the Old Testament are variations on a profound theme, the people of God. In the New Testament, all these images find a new center because Christ has become the head of this people, which henceforth is his body. Around this center are grouped images taken from the life of the shepherd or from cultivation of the land, from the art of building, or from family life and marriage. The church further, which is called that Jerusalem which is above and our mother, is described as the spotless spouse of the spotless lamb. It is she whom Christ loved and for whom he delivered himself up that he might sanctify her. Paragraphs 753 and 757 in the Catechism. Read and learn more today in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. You're listening to Rise and Walk with my dad and mom, Richard and Julie Reyna. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. A time for courage. Can you hear me okay, Dave? Yes, I can. Thanks, Carlos. You're, you're loud and clear. Hey, just a quick comment. My comment is very simple, but times like this that our church is going through such tribulation is why we need platforms like Catholic Radio. We have to have Catholic Radio. And I love your station. We have to support it because it's what ties all Catholics together. Praise Jesus, Carlos. I couldn't agree with you more. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Join us for the ninth annual Charity Dove Hunt Fundraiser for Guadalupe Radio Network, presented by the San Antonio Family Association. This year, there will be two days of hunting available for you to choose from. Tuesday, September 1st, opening day, and then Saturday, September 5th. If you're like me and just want to get out in the great outdoors with fellow hunters, away from all this COVID-19 mess, we'd love to have you. For more information, visit SanAntonioFamilyAssociation.com. And of course, we'll be practicing social distancing in the great outdoors. Now, back to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie. And we are back again, like we mentioned, Father Charles. Just please, if you're just tuning in right now, I'm putting on my glasses, you're watching me. Um, <laughs> I see James is tuning in, Arturo's tuning in right now, Louis, uh, Lona, hey, Lona Sanchez, all right. All right please Lona. share this video, because you're going to learn some things today that you didn't know um, and we, we're going to learn again, we're gonna, today. I know, we're going to learn. Oh, I know if I'm learning, now you got to be learning. But of course, first and foremost, we need to be praying. But then Absolutely. that comes action of all kinds of support and things we can do. And I don't even have a clue of all the things that we can do. But I'm sure Father Charles is going to share that with us. Um, and I'll start off by saying, you know, Father uh, Father Charles, Father Assad, was, uh, El ba- El, I think I say El Basha? Yes. Was our, was our, our guest on our network-wide show on Friday at GRN Live from Our Lady of Lebanon there in Fantastic. Louisville, Texas. And we had a lot of great compliments and comments about that because, again, people, we just don't, we don't know. Mm-hmm. So first, I want to thank you for being with us here today on Rise and Walk. Um, and, and, yeah, please share with us a little bit about uh, how you've come to St. George Maronite Catholic Church. Thank you for the opportunity for having me here. Well, uh, I grew up, I was raised in Lebanon, grew up in Lebanon. I became a priest in Lebanon. I was ordained there. I served for almost about four years in a school as a school administrator. Then I moved here. 
before I get to moving here, I belong to a religious order in Lebanon. It's called the Maronite Lebanese Missionaries. Uh, MLM. And we, okay. MLM, that's what it means. <laughs> and we are a missionary order. And in our constitution, in the bylaws of the, of the order, when we were founded in 1865, uh, uh, the founder put in the constitution that we are to follow and to serve the Maronites wherever they are. Wow. And obviously, we are here in the States. We have several missions around, around the world, Australia, Argentina, Brazil, South Africa, uh, uh, Guadeloupe, uh, the island of Guadeloupe, uh, wow. uh, Paraguay, Germany, uh, Austria. We have several priests studying in, wow. uh, in Italy, Mexico, the wow. U.S., and Canada, and of course, of course, in Lebanon. So in 2003, I was assigned here in the U.S. to come serve and help okay. uh, as in the parishes that I, I, I will be assigned to. I served first in Cleveland, then I came in 2006 to San Antonio as my first assignment. Wow. Left after that to Chicago and came back in 2013 as my <laughs> current assignment as pastor at St. George uh, in San Antonio here. And, and do they keep you for a certain amount of years and then move you? Is it is it fluid? Is it stuck to seven well, years, eight years? I mean, do we don't know yet? <laughs> but you know, it depends on the boss. <laughs> it, it depends. <laughs> it depends on the bishop and on the on the need where, where it's needed. In our eparchy, and eparchy is the word that we use that, for the Eastern right. churches for diocese for those who do not know. Mm-hmm. In our eparchy, it depends on wherever there are need and wherever there is they they need the priest to be somewhere. At one point, my congregation might call me back to Lebanon or any different part of really? the world, okay. and I will be, I am willing, <laughs> I, I will be willing to, to, to move and to serve wherever is needed. After all, my life as a priest is a life of service. Absolutely. Wherever I am, wherever I need to be, it's a life of service. So, amen, amen. I'm well, I know you same. grew up there, but how long has it been since you've been back? Uh, actually, I was there around, I celebrated New Year there. Oh, Did yes. you really? Yes. So recently? Yes, I, I recently Beautiful. went. Uh, I usually around this time of the year I'm in Lebanon, but oh, because really? of COVID and uh, the, everything that's yeah. going on in yeah. the world, I, I chose not to travel this year. Okay. Especially that uh, you have to go there, you have to quarantine. I have elderly parents that I'm not willing to expose anybody sure. to anything. You well, don't I was going to ask you catch. how many family, do you have a lot of family in, back in Lebanon? My family, my entire family lives in Lebanon. I have a brother and a sister and my parents, who are, my brother and sister both married. My parents who still live there. I have lots of cousins. Okay. Uh, and everybody, my family lives in Lebanon. Everybody wow. lives in Lebanon mm. back there. Okay. So the yeah. obvious question would be, what do you know about about the state of Lebanon, uh, Beirut, and, and the people in particular? How are, How is everyone faring, and what do you know about what happened? So for those who do not know, just to recap a little bit, last Tuesday around 6 p.m. Beirut time, which is around 11, 10, between 10 and 11 a.m. Uh, San Antonio time, a massive explosion happened mm-hmm. at the port of Beirut, and uh, we found out later the official story, if we can say, is that there is a the nitrate ammonium was stored in there for mm-hmm. since 2014, yeah. and uh, the is whatever the reason is, it happened, right. and we need to know what happened and how it happened, and there is an investigation to see what instigated what happened, mm-hmm. but the result of it, of it is massive. Over 4,000, uh, 4, if not over 5,000, uh, who are injured. Uh, mm-hmm. Hospitals oh are goodness. not able to keep up with the with the flow of patients of people who are injured. Mm-hmm. Over 150 who are dead. Wow. 
Uh, we don't know how many are still missing. They are still looking mm -hmm. for people. And the port of Beirut, obviously, it's, uh, it's on the Mediterranean. And we know because of the massive explosion, it was heard, it was felt in Cyprus about 250 miles uh, wow. away. It wow. was, they heard it in Lebanon about 15, 20 miles away. Wow. So with, with all of that, there is lots of devastation. Be Beirut is probably destructed. There is a total wow. destruction, especially the area that is around, right around, uh, around, around the port. The houses, I was looking at pictures today. Houses are destroyed. The it people, looks leveled. Yeah. Yes, yes. Many, many buildings are leveled. And there are probably around 300,000 people who have been homeless since last Tuesday mm. because their homes are destroyed. They have, no, they're, they're, they have nowhere to go. They have nowhere to go. And here, let me jump in and say that when it happened, it was uh, the churches ran immediately to to help, mm -hmm. uh, whether it was it were uh, whether they were Maronite or Catholic or uh, Orthodox churches. All the churches in Lebanon, not only in Beirut, ran mm -hmm. to help, and everything was open for those people who did not have a place wow. to stay, to come and stay uh, uh, at, at the churches. Mm -hmm. They. They did what they can sure. to to house the people who lost their homes, who lost basically who lost everything, mm -hmm. who lost everything. Oh, you know, it, it, when I, I first connected with you, I thought it was that September or maybe I forget when it October. was October. October. Um, <laughs> needing to get you on the uh, on the air, some good friends of mine, Jean and Dina Abiasi. You know, I mentioned it to them as well. Like, oh yes, yes you need to get them on because again, I, we we live in our own little San Antonio world or South and Central Texas uh, world or whatever, or maybe the United States. But mm -hmm. I don't I don't grasp uh, maybe like others out there the 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 oneness, the hugeness of of the Catholic Church. And mm -hmm. all the rights, the Eastern rights, and right. so forth, and especially what's going on in Lebanon. You know, I remember you texting back and forth, and I was like, "Wow, there's so many things. How do what do we need to do?" And right. again, like you mentioned, it took all this to happen for us to finally get you in the studio, right. and, mm -hmm. and I look forward to having you in here more. Absolutely. Um, but t so, if there was challenges before, there's even it's even a greater challenge now. So, so exactly, the challenge is bigger and bigger now. But the challenge started before that. Right. We know, like every every uh, country in the world, we were dealing with COVID nineteen, mm -hmm. and uh, we were that we were trying with the capacities they had. They have. They were trying their best to keep people safe and to keep to keep to keep to keep track with everything. Mm -hmm. But even before that, like uh, Richard mentioned, uh, when we communicated in October, in October seventeen, we started. The oh, Lebanese sorry. people started a revolution. On yeah. the on everything, wow! Uh, really? The, on on everything, Cor corruption is at its highest levels. Wow! The, uh, I don't think that's something yeah. I would be. I was going to say that doesn't to sound unfamiliar, about. but I'm sure it's more extreme. Yes. outwardly, it, it is. It is extreme corruption that mm -hmm. uh, put the country in uh, debt, uh, wow. billions, trillions of dollars in debt. And uh, so at that time, the government that was around uh, at that time resigned a new government and it took forever to form the new government. Mm -hmm. But finally, a new government was formed. And uh, regardless of what if they did or not, what they did or not, that, that's, that's not the point. People are living in poverty. Mm -hmm. More than 50 percent of the population, if not, and probably now it's going to be more, are living under poverty line because of the of the financial situation that the country is in the dollar value jumped about eight times 
Wow. It was uh, when I was there around the Christmas time. It was about the official price was about fifteen hundred. The black market it was a little bit more. Wow. Now the official price I think it's uh, the Bank of Lebanon. It's three thousand or four thousand, mm-hmm. but in the black market, it's probably eight thousand or nine thousand wow. Lebanese pounds. Wow! Uh, people wow. cannot get their money from the banks. If you have money in the bank, you have there is a limit on how much money you can get mm-hmm. from the bank. And so Lebanese like two hundred dollars a month that you can get ex- out of the bank. Ex- ex- I mean, exactly. Just think about that here. How how could we survive? Uh, so so there's a big need. Yes, there is there is a huge need. Uh, add to it, uh, the, it has been escalating. That's not something that happened overnight. We know that. But uh, add to it, there is lots of refugees in Lebanon. Lebanon really? housed uh, the po- population of Lebanon is probably four million, and now it's probably ten million because we have wow, the Palestinian. Wow. We have the Palestinian refugees who's been in Lebanon since the the forties, the forties fifties after uh, the formation of the state of Israel. And that mm. is after the war in Syria, there is the, the, the Syrian refugees who came, who, came and, uh, who, came, who came to Lebanon. That's the closest country to them. Some other countries, they either contained them in one place or did not allow them in. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they came to Lebanon. And that put also a financial burden, not only on the Lebanese government, on the Lebanese people. On the Lebanese I mean, th- mm-hmm. think about it, uh, the Syrian, uh, the refugee uh, will work. Will 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 accept a pay of two or three or four dollars sure. an mm-hmm. hour, but uh, the person, the Lebanese person, will will not do that. The 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 mm-hmm. the, the, the labor is a lot cheaper, sure. so they go ahead and, and hire them. So there are lots of people who will wow. be uh, who right. will be unemployed because of that. Mm-hmm. So the financial situation, COVID nineteen, and now the explosion put the country in in a wow. very 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 bad situation in a situation where okay what can we do what mm-hmm. do we need to do what 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 is it that we can do to help that country uh to get back on its feet mm-hmm. before 1974 1974 1975 is a civil war and before that we used to call lebanon the paris of the middle east or the swiss of the middle really? east wow uh, that's what they could they used to call beirut which is uh, a beautiful city but I may be biased about that, but it's a, it's, a, it's, a beautiful, it's, it's a beautiful city, but it's not, yeah, I would love to see Beirut coming back and Lebanon coming back as the Swiss at the Paris of the Middle East, mm-hmm. but, uh, but at least get the people what they need, at least sure. give, we, what we need is the Lebanese people live sovereign, live in a way that the, 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 their human dignity is respected. There is human dignity and the human dignity is respected. Richard, I appreciate what you said that we live sometimes in our bubble. And oh, sometimes yes. we Lebanese people, we live in our bubble and we see we see only Lebanon. But uh, sometimes uh, we need to see the suffering of others mm-hmm. to appreciate what we have, mm-hmm. to appreciate the blessings that, that we have, that uh, we have every day. I, I tell my family, my friends, yeah, I wake up every day. I know there is, there is not an Israeli F-16 flying over me. I'm, not, right. I'm, I'm waiting when it's, coming, uh, when it's going to be mob or not. I wake up, I know I have electricity. Sure. I know that. Uh, and now, for example, one, one of the examples, electricity used to be, I think it, it used to be like every six hours they will cut the current, uh, but, oh, but, wow. but now it's like probably two hours a day. And there is the people who have their generators who will 
So people are, for example, people are paying their their CPS bill and mm-hmm. they're paying also another bill for electricity for the people who have the generators who are selling them electricity to Ooh, be able to, wow. to sur- they, they need to survive. That's amazing. Wow. With all this suffering, Father, in in that part of the world and in their area, what are the Lebanese people like? What what is the culture like? As far as like, are they just very determined, joyful? What's the uh, what's the scenario of the culture there? I I don't want to sound <laughs> positive, <laughs> but the Lebanese people are resilient, and yes. uh, one of the things that really touched me during between last last Tuesday and today, I've been watching the news. At times, of course, I decide not to watch it because I cannot yeah, take it yes. anymore. But but we did not see government agencies going on the ground to help people mm-hmm. uh, recoup or or right. get 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 their, their 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 lives together. What 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 I have seen on the news and I've seen it on on social media and I know I know people who were there that that the parishes volunteers people from different the different sects of of Lebanon mm-hmm. coming together. Young people, especially young people, coming together to clean, wow. to help the people who have lost, lost their homes. Mm-hmm. I saw yesterday on social media Tripoli, which is uh, probably 60 miles north of Beirut. It's a majority Muslim area, Muslim Sunni area. Mm-hmm. One lady is making sandwiches and sending them to Beirut to the people who have, have no yes. food. That's the, that's the culture of the Lebanese people, and that's, that's what we need. That, that's the only way we could we could we were able to survive the civil war. That's the, the only way we will survive this. Yes. We need to be united. We need we need to to unite with each other. Forget that I am a Maronite or a, or a Roman Catholic or an Orthodox or a Muslim Sunni or Shia or Druze or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm Lebanese and I need to put my hand with the hand of the other Lebanese, with the hand of the other. My, my brother and sister who are humans like me to be able to survive, to go through this. Mm-hmm. Now, I can tell you, Father, that I, I've seen a little bit of footage. There was uh, everything was going viral as soon as the uh, video came out of different situations in which people were at the moment of the blast and the, and the explosion. And I was re- reviewing one today of a beautiful Lebanese priest who was incensing the altar. I'm sure you've seen it. Yes. Do you even know who he is by chance? I, you know, know, I know the church. I don't know the priest. Well, it's, it's a terrifying yes. video in the sense that he's obviously in the middle of Holy Mass and he's sensing the altar. And, of course, during these times of COVID, I can imagine that there were maybe not that many people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He, he references... But he's incensing, and you see, you see the camera shake, so you know that the earth kind of moved, and the lights kind of go out. But then he continues incensing. He doesn't miss a beat. He's so fantastic. And then the explosion really happens, and yes. things start falling on him, and he starts to run. Yes. And thanks be to God, he says no one was hurt in the church. But this puts into perspective when you see the footage of people, where they were. I know there's another beautiful um snippet of a gorgeous bride on the street in her gorgeous wedding gown and she's literally posing for her camera and then the explosion happens i mean yes. we have to put our play uh, ourselves in the place of everyone who was just living their normal regular lives in whatever capacity they were when this happened right father exactly actually that was the day i was talking to a couple of friends after that checking on them that was the country was on lockdown 
because okay. the numbers of COVID started coming back oh. up. So the country was on lockdown, and that was the first day oh. that the, the country opened up again. Really? And the people were, it's the beginning of the month, people mm -hmm. went to the banks to try to get whatever money they can to, to run the errands they can before mm -hmm. they go back on lockdown again. Mm -hmm. And uh, wow. those were scheduled for weddings or for whatever it is they had, they had, they had to do it. But... Uh, if if you look at the footage, yes, you you, you could you could see you could see the devastation. You mm -hmm. could see you could see what happened. And if you know the area, obviously you you will be able to picture it better. Right. I I saw one of the footage. I saw is the place of the explosion that happened, and that's something. When I go to Lebanon, I drive by all all the time. There is the storage for the grains, and the, and next uh -huh. to the storage where the explosion happened. I was, I looked at it, I didn't know, th there is a big hole in wow. that in that area. It's like they opened the sea. And, and dug it the, out. The, 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 the half of the storage, of the grain storage uh, fell down, which wow. is, I was like, wow. The the blast looks incredible. It, it almost looks like it's Hollywood. Yes. Because it's so tremendous and the yes. shock wave that travels and you're also reminding me, I saw images of mothers and children just, you know, for I don't know if they had cameras in their house. And you actually see the windows blow in. I mean, you have to put yourself in the situation. Yes. What would it be like if it happened here? And yes. these are these are our brothers and sisters. And yes. it is incredible to see yes. what has happened to these people. You know, God works in mysterious ways. I'm not saying I'm not. Please don't don't take me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying that God has to do with that. It's it's, right. it's a human fault. But uh, uh, if if it happened in a place that the, not on the water immediately, uh -huh. I would say probably the entire country would have been uh, destroyed. Really, I I, the, I read it several places. And I believe because it happened on the water, the water was able to suck. That's why they felt it in Cyprus. Really, the, the able sucked the, the water probably sucked the fifty percent of it wow. and really? took, wow. took took the force of the fifty percent of it, or it would have, would have been a total destruction of the entire wow. country. Wow, yeah. God is very good, and and He allows good to come yes. through this. Yes, so, that's why I said He works yeah. in mysterious yes, ways. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, a little bit of I picked up as well. Uh, they're encouraging people that want to help out. Uh, of course, many million people out there are praying. I know there's an effort out there. I think unrelated to probably a million rosaries, but I would encourage everybody that's that's uh, praying the rosary, maybe praying all the sets of the mysteries per day to go Absolutely. to this website, look it up, the million yeah. rosaries, but pray for Lebanon, pray for yeah. the people of Lebanon, ask for our, our Lady Lebanon's intercession. Um, but when it comes to any kind of financial support, what recommendations do you have? Do, do you do you want people to make checks out to the to the parish so they can get them over them? And what is the best recommend best way to help? So so what we did at Saint George is that we set up a fund at Saint George. We called it Aid for Lebanon. We have a link for the web for mm -hmm. that. I'm looking on at our your beautiful website. website on our Facebook page, and uh, they can anybody who wants to make a donation is able to make a donation on, online. Okay. It will go to that fund immediately, or they can make a donation, may, may write a check, put on the memo, aid for Lebanon, whichever way they feel they, they, they want to make mm -hmm. uh, their donation, check, cash, uh, credit card, whichever way. Okay. We appreciate that. We deeply, we, we greatly appreciate that. And what will happen is that any money that we collect, and uh, I said to I have been saying to everyone, a dollar makes a difference, a million makes a difference. Mm -hmm. It does not matter. I was asked the question, what's your goal? 
I don't have a goal. My goal is to help the people right. in any way I can. Mm-hmm. It does not matter how much I collect. I'm not here about, it's not about scoring points. It's about helping the people. Right. And anything that we collect will go to Lebanon through church channels. And what I'm saying through church channels, there are several church organizations in Lebanon mm-hmm. that have a database that will be able to help the people. Some of them, all of them already started. Some of them had had been working for years, for almost 50 years, to help the people like, mm-hmm. like Caritas Lebanon. There is That's a, right. uh, a uh, organization that started between the Maronite Lebanese Order, to which St. Charbel belonged, ah. and uh, the Maronite Foundation in the world, they called it Solidarity. It started about five months ago, and wow. their goal is to help the families that are in need, to provide them food, whatever, whatever, whatever it is that they need. Uh, through these channels, through through our Eparchy Caritas and other organizations, I will work. And I'm saying that because I know with that, I know that the money is getting to the people who need yes. it. And that's I know exactly that, what we were asking. Yes, mm-hmm. e- exactly. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. We were talking about, about the money and uh, how to transfer the money and all of that. And I told them, I, I tell everyone, people, the people who are donating the money, have the right to know where their money is going to, especially mm-hmm. especially it's not staying here in the U.S. It's going outside the U.S. It's right. going to Lebanon. There are some questions about the financial uh, system there and, and what the government does or what the banks do or, mm-hmm. or, or, or any of that. That's why I'm working with the church because I trust the church. Sure. And the, the way the church stepped up these few days to, to help the people. And believe me, uh, they're, they're helping, they're not only looking at the Maronites to help them or mm-hmm. the Orthodox or the Christians in general. We don't ask who right. you are. Give me your ID and let me see what your name is, where you're coming from, what your religion is. You are in need, we'll help you. That's and right. that's, that's, that's what matters at that time. We, need to put, we, we are putting all our differences aside, aside and we hope to keep that and to help the people that need the help. That, that well, I know Julie and I will step yes. forward and we'll make a donation Absolutely. to help out. Absolutely. I'm looking at your beautiful website right now and it's stgeorgesa.org and you have a glorious picture of, I'm assuming, this, this is, is Beirut. Beirut. And it is just beautiful. Wow. The Actually, this picture that's on the website, it's, uh, there is a hill above Beirut. It's probably... 15 miles north of Beirut, mm-hmm. there is a hill with the big statue of Our Lady of Lebanon. Yes. And uh, the way the statue is positioned, I said that on Friday during uh, the liturgy for Lebanon, she, the, Our Lady of Lebanon is looking toward Beirut, open with open arms, looking toward Beirut, <gasps> really? overlooking Beirut. The way I put it, she's overlooking Beirut 24-7, and that picture is taken from there. Wow. wow. Okay, so so please, are we invite everyone to go to your website, stgeorgesa.org. Tell us about Our Lady of Lebanon and the devotion to her, and what is the story behind this title of Our Lady? So in uh, 1904, if I am not mistaken, the Maronite Patriarch at the time, Patriarch Elias Hawaiik, and uh, at this time, probably sometime in July, I, I don't recall the date, uh, they closed, they, they signed all the documents for his beatification, and they were wow. sent to Rome. He founded, he founded the shrine, and he had founded okay. a religious order of nuns. They call it the, whole, the, the nuns of the, holy, the, of the Holy Family. Okay. His tomb is in my hometown. That's why it, it has a special, a special <laughs> I have a special relation with that. But uh, he founded, he founded uh, the 
the shrine, the shrine of Our Lady of Lebanon, a okay. big tower with the statue of Our Lady on the top of it. Later, they, they added to it a basilica. And the, if you look at the basilica from the top, it looks either like a Phoenician ship or like Ooh, a cedar really? tree with a glass. <gasps> the, 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 wow. the, the front is glass, and you can see Beirut and the statue of Our Lady of Lebanon. Wow. Uh, it is, it is uh, a national shrine in Lebanon, mm-hmm. that, that shrine... The seminary where, where I did my studies is right across from it, and mm-hmm. we used to go serve, help and serve at, at the shrine. And you see people from all across the board, mm-hmm. Muslims and Christians coming. And uh, here let me wow. open the parenthesis and say that the, Muslim ha- the Muslims have a deep a respect, a devotion and deep respect to Mary. Yes, they do. It's amazing what, what, what we see there. It's part part of it. Some of them are, are going for tourism, but lots of people. It's a place that if you open it twenty four seven, there people are people twenty four seven praying, mm-hmm. and uh, there is a big devotion for Our Lady of Lebanon. I don't know if I can say that's the only country in the world, or one one of the few countries in the world that you have Our Lady of that country, yes. not of oh, a certain true. city or, or so. Oh, so true. we take a pride of that. But it's it's a place that all the Lebanese join there, and in fact tomorrow. At 6 p.m., the exact time of the when Blast. the bombing had uh-huh. the blast happened, the congregation, the Maronite Lebanese missionaries, we we are the we direct that shrine. Okay. We are the, the spiritual directors in that shrine. We are doing uh, liturgy or uh, holy mass at the, the basilica. We invited invited the superior, invited all the families of uh, the people wow. who died and who are injured to come and join, and we will offer the mass for them. So. Wow. Prob- Are you probably. live streaming that, Father? What I will be. People? I will be sharing that on the on the Saint George okay. uh, Facebook. Beautiful. So if people want to for, pray yes, with it you, will they be can in actually Arabic, watch definitely, it. But it will be on the church Facebook. How That's beautiful. beautiful. So, so for somebody that has never been to the parish before, yes. again, it's located on Babcock. Uh, inside 1604, I guess about a mile, maybe I'm not sure the exact distance, but uh, mm-hmm. on Babcock and... Hollyhock. Hollyhock. Right, it's remember. between Babcock and Hibner, on, uh, closer to, between Hibner and Hollyhock, I'm sorry, closer to, to Hollyhock. Gotcha, okay. right there in the yes. corner. Um, mm-hmm. how, what what would, would a parishioner that goes to any other parish in San Antonio, if they visited the parish, what might they encounter that's different in the liturgy of, uh, I know that could be its own show, but <laughs> no, that's no, that, that, that's good. Actually, probably the language. We do our liturgy in Arabic, but there are some parts in the liturgy that we do them in Syriac, which is okay. a dialect oh, wow, of the, okay. our wow. liturgical language, a dialect, a dialect. It's not different. It's Aramaic, basically. Yes. Okay. And uh, we do we do certain parts in, in it. Sometimes I include some Arabic, especially that we have a growing Arabic-speaking population in the parish. We do, we do, we do some things in Arabic. Mass is very easy. The liturgy is very easy to follow. Our sure. books yes, are in Arabic and in English. So yes. what, whatever, <laughs> whatever you will be able to follow. Few things are different. For example, uh, uh, the peace, the right of peace. You will see like, lots of instancing I because do you mentioned that. that. Yes. <laughs> you, you will see lots of instancing. Uh, the rite of peace comes in the, before the consecration. I remember noticing not, that. Not after the consecration, right before uh-huh. the communion. And the reason we do that uh, in our theology, we have to be at peace with each other, with ourselves, wow. with, with, each, with, with each other and with God before we present our offering. Wow. And we cannot do that if, uh, unless we are at peace with, mm-hmm. with each other. So that's, that's where the peace happens. 
We do the invocation of the Holy Spirit after the cons consecration oh, wow. okay. uh, to, to, to bless. Uh, and the, the, the Eucharistic prayer is, is a, a whole, a one unit, definitely. But the Eucharistic, the invocation of the Holy Spirit is done after the gotcha. consecration, after the, the remembrance. Right. And uh, one of the things that is different, not these days because of the pandemic, when we do communion, mm -hmm. people receive communion on the tongue. So yes. we uh -huh. dip it in the wine, we taste it on the tongue, yes. and intinction under, the, under both the species. Now we're doing it because of the pandemic, we're doing it on the, on the, in the hand. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, traditionally, we do it by intinction on the tongue. Uh, we dip it in the wine and we put it, we, we put it on the tongue. You know, several years ago, I was at uh, every other year, we get to go to, to EWTN's headquarters in Birmingham, Alabama for the, the Catholic Radio Conference. And uh, Bishop Baker would celebrate Holy Mass uh, in Hansville, just north of it, uh, at the Shrine of the Most Blessed Sacrament. And uh, he, you know, it was, it was actually quite packed. The shrine is pretty big. And he says, you know, please, you know, today, after, during Holy Mass, after we pray the Our Father, he goes, we have a large contingency here of visitors from, uh, they were from the, the, I forget the, the Syriac, I forget the rite of the Eastern Church they were from. He says, but they're going to be praying, they're going to pray the, the, our, the Our Father in Aramaic, our Lord's tongue. And then I, I didn't have a clue what that was going to be like. <laughs> so sure enough, we know we went through Holy Mass, and after we prayed the Our Father, then he stopped, and he says, now go ahead. And the, the whole right half of the church was all these people from, mm -hmm. I think they were from Syria. And it was, I don't know how to describe it. Glorious, other than you can I say, bet it was it glorious. It was glorious. <laughs> I mean, I, I was crying. I was like, what is that? I mean, that's, that's the, 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 the language of our Lord. Mm -hmm. it, it, was, it was truly beautiful. So I know sometime soon, I know my family will, will pay a, a visit to You're St. taking George me back, Father, because our homeschool group used to meet at St. George Maronite, and we would attend Holy Mass there. And I remember thinking, this is so different and so beautiful and so familiar. Yes. Because you're right, there's differences, but there's a lot of similarities. And it's beautiful to hear the Mass in the different languages is very beautiful. Yes. You know, the structure of liturgy is the same, and mm -hmm. I believe in all the churches, but mm -hmm. there are some things... And it's all tradition. It's mm -hmm. the, the tradition of the church becomes different a little bit, but uh, it makes you feel like you're participating in something very ancient. Yes, yes, yes. And we are we are an ancient church. Absolutely. The Maronite Church is an ancient church. Wow. And, yeah. and, and you no know, Maronite. You know, most people don't know um, uh, Saint. Is it Maron? Yes. So maybe tell us a little bit about yes. that if you could. So, so Maronite. We take the name after Saint Maron. Saint Maron, who was a monk who lived on the mountains of. Uh, it's the mountains between Syria and modern-day uh, Turkey uh, these days. Okay. And his lifestyle, it, he created, it was a lifestyle that lots of people lived around there. Monks and hermits lived around there. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. They lived in open air. Okay. Uh, regardless of the weather condition, wow. they, lived, oh. they, they lived in open air. He created a movement around him after his death. We traditionally we say his death is in, in year 410. There is nothing wow, written so in concrete ancient. about that, but we know from certain correspondence between him, especially Saint John Chrysostom, that he oh, died. Okay. He died around this year, wow. and that movement became later organized in a church. Uh, we were the Maronites were one of the first to follow the letter of the Pope to the Council of uh, Chalcedon in 451, mm. and they wow. adopted they adopted the teaching of the of, of the Council. And in fact. On uh, July 31st, we celebrate the feast of the 350 martyrs of St. Maron, who, oh. were, who, were who were killed on the Orontes River because of their belief 
and they're following the, the, the teaching of the council. Wow. And since then, the, the Maronite church is one of the Eastern churches. I believe it's the only Eastern church that never had a split. And it was <laughs> always in communion with Rome. It was always in communion wow, with, the, with, the, with the Holy See, and we never uh, split from there, or there, there was never a split with right. them within the church. Mm-hmm. We have the Antiochian Syriac uh, tradition, Yes. Uh, the ancient church, if you, the, the, the way you just said it, and yes. uh, uh, that's why we call they call us Maronite because we follow the name of Saint Maron. Saint Maron. Uh, probably everybody knows Saint Charbel. Yes. The famous Maronite. Famous. Like I said, the Saint Charbel, Saint Rafa, the nun that who lived her life uh, paralyzed, blind and paralyzed, wow. and uh, not even paralyzed. A degree that probably her bones were separated. The alone, I don't know if we have the time, but yes. one of the things that that uh, she had a special devotion for the Blessed Sacrament uh-huh. on uh, one day on Corpus Christi, she asked her superior to take her to church to be able to celebrate Mass. But superior told her, "We cannot do that. You will feel we we cannot do it. You're you're too sick, and mm-hmm. uh, there is no way we can do that. I will ask the priest to come give you communion uh, later." In a miraculous way, she crawled into the church and uh, to, to celebrate Mass time and uh, uh-huh. with them. Uh, Saint Hardini, Saint Namtalla, who was the teacher of Saint Charbel, uh, Blessed Estefan, who is blessed now, who is uh, who was a worker, who was a monk, a worker, decided not to become a priest, but he gave his life totally well, for that. Father, so, let me pause you there because please. for our listeners on the air, we're <laughs> going to actually tell us we're going to take them into the after show. So in about 10 <laughs> seconds, you're going to hear the jingle for the end of our show. Stay so with folks, us. We want you to stay with us. Jump onto <laughs> Facebook. Go to our Facebook page for Guadalupe Radio Network and join us there because the conversation continues with our after show. You can hear more about these beautiful saints. And as we share with uh, and learn more about the wonderful Maronite Rite, don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back with more on Rise and Walk in just a second. Thanks for listening to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. To listen or watch again, go to iTunes or visit the Guadalupe Radio Network Facebook page. Have a question or comment? Email us at riseandwalk at grnonline.com. And make sure to join us next week for another episode of Rise and Walk. Thank you for listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network and being part of the family. Families pray for each other. We would be honored if you would let us pray with you and for you. You don't even have to tell us your name. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, or call our prayer request line and leave us a message at 800-395-4008. That's 800-395-4008. We will be praying for you every day. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Dr. Christopher York, an ENT doctor practicing in medical and surgical treatments of disorders of the ears, nose, and throat with an emphasis on thyroid and parathyroid surgery. Dr. York is also past president of the Catholic Physicians Guild of San Antonio and can be reached locally at 210-499-4589. 
Thank you, Dr. York, for your support of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Project Cool provides free fans to the disabled and seniors over the age of 60 to relieve the heat and reduce heat-related illness. Over the last couple of weeks, San Antonio has experienced extreme heat, increasing the need to strengthen the vulnerable through this important program. If you are in need of a free fan, please contact the St. Stephen Care Center at 210-226-6178. That's 210-226-6178. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Serving God's holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. This is KJMA 89.7 FM, Floresville, San Antonio. Also online at grnonline.com. Your destination for Catholic radio.